0: with Talk Cosmos here in Seattle, Washington, 1150 KKNW Radio, live here and online or your app. And we are continuing with cancer. For this month, There, this is the fourth week that we're talking about cancer. It's always an involved archetype. And cancer truly is an experience. It's an emotional experience. I don't know about the rest of you, but it just seems to crop up quite a bit. Of course, we had a a solar eclipse yesterday, or not yesterday. Yes, it was yesterday. It was the 12th and the 13th. Pretty major one, Liz. In fact, here I am. I'm already introducing my guest for tonight, and I think I'll get right to it because the subjects, or rather, I will say we're going to talk about the new moon eclipse that was yesterday, as I said, in Cancer. That's when the sun and the moon and the nodes... That's the nodes of uh, the moon, and that's when the moon crosses the, the ecliptic. And so they're points; they're abstractions, but they're very important. They, there's where we collectively, uh, we independently, well, collectively as a group, and when in your own birth chart too, you've come into this existence with all your past. Uh, baggage, you might say, all your life experiences, and then targeting right directly across, integrating that opposite energy, that polarity to be your full growth of of existence. And in evolutionary astrology, Pluto, which still is designed and designated as the uh, planet of transformation because it's soul growth, what isn't giving life purpose gets shed like the snake's skin, and you're on another route. Well, this is the powerful times that we're in because in this particular eclipse, the sun and moon, because it was a solar eclipse, they were in the same sign of cancer, were also opposite Pluto. And Pluto and the nodes, a little widely, but it is an eclipse and a partial eclipse, We have four eclipses a year and we won't necessarily see them such as we did last summer because they go in alternating spots around the world. But there are four. In fact, this year there's five because there's going to be a lunar eclipse and then another solar eclipse. The sky has patterns. Let's just know that. And the point is, is that the power of this one involves dynamic, energies. And the dynamic energy involves Pluto and Mars, which are close. Mars is right with the south node. And Pluto is not far away, opposing the sun. And Pluto is going through its own south node. And listening to Gemini Brett, who's also in Seattle, does, has a wonderful site and gives many, many YouTubes of great interest and information was mentioning that for those generational people born nineteen eighty and eighty one and perhaps seventy nine are going through what would what all people go through at some time, but right now it's extremely powerful because it's Pluto Square Pluto. It's a cycle that everybody experiences. And they were born with their Pluto in Libra, meaning that relationships is a really strong dynamic. Well, mothers are relationships. That's We're talking tonight more about the moon, the changing Moon moods, home, the crab in the tides, because the crab is the sign for cancer, and the new moon eclipse. So I am going to welcome... Liz Machette again, who has spoken with us on the very first talk. She introduced our program, which was a delight. And now again, we're at that cycle where we said we would return to. Liz is an astrologer, a tarotist, a numerologist, and a Reiki master teacher. She consults, gives classes, retreats, and tutoring. She's an author. She has a book that will be published later this year, it's a contributing author to gateways to change. And one last factor, cancer is about our home. And Liz has great experience with this. She just returned not that long ago from uh, the hurricane season down in Puerto Rico uh, back home here again. So, with all this, hello, 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 Liz. Hi, Sue. It's great to be back. <laughs> in many times, it is. Where to begin? We have, well, I was bringing up the new moon eclipse and the crab in the tides. When we spoke, you said that really relates to the book that you were writing about. So I, we didn't get a chance to find out anything more. I'd love to hear
1: Well, the general purpose of the book is it's written on numerology and with a um, nautical theme. So it talks about tides and sailing and those type of things. So cancer with the moods and changes and tides of the different signs that the moon can be in, um, it reminded me of that. And this will be the third publication of the book, but it's being revised. So very excited. It is.
0: To put, again, form and... Well, the crab, I think it was Rick Levine, who's also a Seattle astrologer, had mentioned how the crab lives in the tides. You know, it was al- along the rocks and the water comes in and the water goes out. The moon itself is changes. Uh, the crab has its home right on its back, You know, its little shell. Such a vulnerable creature, yet it's also got defense. I mean, protection, that's the word, protection.
1: Right, like a mother protects their child perhaps and you know and then the moon changes signs every two and a half days so it's like it takes on a new mood or a new tide you know we have Aries, Taurus, Gemini, Cancer etc etc so it changes every two and a half days so a lot of times people if we track that by making notes or doing a journal um, and pay attention to what sign the moon is in we can really track things for ourselves you know because Perhaps one sign you won't feel like doing as much, and other signs you'll have more energy. Like if it was in a fire sign, you might have more energy. Aries, Sagittarius, or Leo, you might have a little bit more energy. and um, But then sometimes you might not. Maybe it could bring up anger or frustration.
0: It, depending, yes, mm-hmm. on the circumstance. It, it really is like an undercurrent. Yes. Know, I'm thinking like a riptide or undercurrent. Yeah, yes. And even the ocean has... Oh, well the, those aren't the tides but I was thinking the streams you know they have warm streams there's rivers in the water but water because again cancer is water so I realize that all these different parts of it but how that's a very good reminder to remind to journal about one's feelings because the moon is feeling yes. it's not yes. always apparent to people how they feel for those that do feel they know how they feel but for those that have difficulty accessing it because they rationalize or or maybe are objective about it.
1: Right, and we've just kicked off eclipse season with on Thursday and some parts of the world on Friday. We had that eclipse, Mm -hmm. and it's as an eclipse, it wasn't a big, powerful eclipse, but it was like a super new moon phase. So if one knows where they have cancer in their astrology chart, um, I'm hearing from people it's brought up a lot of issues of their childhood, their um, parents, their mother, um, you know, maybe some things that they didn't do as a woman that they wanted to do. And so the emotions are rising to the surface very much to be released.
0: It's, it is definitely emotional. Mm-hmm. It is extraordinary as we focus on these archetypes how the thrust of the archetype really permeates life when you become sensitive to that. And emotions is totally strong. This power, just the fact of Mars attached to that eclipse, which wants action but it's retrograde, meaning it's turning that action inside. And Mars wants to cut space, so there's a lot of breaks. And Pluto wants to purge. It says if it's not supporting your life, out, <laughs> you know. It's it's it, which is these are simple words, but when it, when, it un, when it removes factors from your life or voids or, or separations, it's emotional. Or the, like you were saying, the return to your childhood. Many, I know myself, I've uh, situations have come up. We're selling a house, and it related to my uh, different experiences. It was our own house. And,
1: and cancer rules our home. And our foundations, you know, could be that we build a business or even two, so.
0: And I think it questions, like, what is one's home?
1: Yes, because it can be many different things for different people. And in this eclipse, Pluto, the planet of transformation, was opposite almost to the exact degree, so it was really powerful to dig down and and let those emotions come up. Or if you don't work with them and let them out, um, they're probably going to be, pushed out of you somehow yes
0: not repressed it,
1: mm-hmm. a good point
0: repression confuses the whole situation that's right
1: um, so even if you've done a lot of self-work on yourself perhaps some things that you thought well gee I thought I'd work through all that it's coming back up to raise its head a little bit again and finish working through that or maybe there was just a tiny little piece that needs to
0: it's ready to come up. That's yes, right, and yes. look at yes. And as has been said, if we fix ourselves, we can fix the world. It's got to start with, with the, with the self.
1: Well, and we can even be our own parent to ourselves because maybe there's a part that our parents weren't able to do, or we needed, and they didn't see what we needed, and so to even parent ourselves and nurture ourselves mm-hmm. to work through that.
0: And I. And beginning to realize that as wonderful as all parents that love their child are and to be grateful for that the, the fact remains if one is with a open mind to realize that there's going to be it, it, it's never perfect because and there always are going to be some at best uh areas that are lacking because it's not well perhaps i'm wrong about this but it seems like it's difficult as one parents to really know how that other person needs and receives information. So there's going to be something in your life that you need to parent yourself for, which makes me realize the ideal is is to have that love or and, that you can use for yourself to get through that.
1: Yes, because what I might need might not necessarily be what you need to be nurtured so the same thing can happen with our parents. They did what they thought that we might need, Mm -hmm. but it might not be what we needed at all, but they did the best they could.
0: Right. And then I was talking with a neighbor who was remorsing very painfully as she shared more about it, about losing her own mother a few years ago. It was just incredible, as you say, how it's been cropping up again and again. Or another person I'm close to that was wondering about her daughter, and she was the mother. And so how was all this being affected in the family? And, you know, it's been a lot of issues. So I imagine for you out there, perhaps you're feeling too. So it really gets down to this whole idea, I think, remind, and I've heard it from others suggest, like, what is family? What is home? Like, if you're tri- if you're
1: moving? Oh, and a lot of people are moving now, and in the real estate market here in Seattle has kind of taken off. And so there's a lot of movement going on. So um, do I need a bigger home? Do I need a smaller home? Do I want to live closer to my children? Do um, I want to have a roommate or live with somebody or not live with anybody, live by myself? Or there's all these things of around home and real estate that's happening right now.
0: And it seems, too, that it's smaller things. It's, those. I mean, I agree with you there. But I'm also realizing that it's a lot of small things that make a home. It could be that you have a certain utensil, or else you like a window that comes in with a certain amount of light, or you can hear the birds chirping. You know what makes you feel at? Home? Because home is so personal that it's within us. I think that's what I'm getting at. So how does one feel at home? And in our conversation earlier, I think is we touched on this, where one can feel you know, not necessarily in their own home, but in the area or somewhere in their process of living that you feel like you're really at home.
1: Yes, yes. Because sometimes a person will go on a vacation and they feel so comfortable there and they'll say this feels like home and perhaps they've never even been there and they go somewhere and they're like feeling so comfortable and really connect with, if it's a different culture, the culture, how to get around or And then other times people go places and it's kind of uncomfortable and even though they might have a good time, but it's like they're really happy to be home. Yes, it's really true.
0: And family who, oh, back, I'm going to stick with home. I am aware that if you have home, you also can have lack of home or home can change. And I was noticing in the paper, a couple of articles and one is about co-housing, that that's once again becoming Uh, more prominent. You hear about people that collectively buy acreages of land and this was an article in June in the Seattle Times and it was this uh, man called, last name of Durrett, he's an architect, Charles Durrett, and for years he's been trying to, not trying, but he has been working with co-housing, but it's lately it's taken off, like
1: Yes, and um, some of the senior population, if they live near um, college areas are having some of the college students come and live with them, and then they have a companion and someone to help them out a little bit, and it helps the student and it helps the senior. And, I mean, there's all kinds of new ways to do homes now.
0: Yes, that's that would be a good match too. Here is where like-minded people are trying to think about the ideal or how to help each other out. And it, as they were saying, the individuals choose the community. So, and it changes, you know, a person. And then another factor on homelessness, because if you don't have a home, which, you know, there could be so many issues that have homelessness, but a large factor is jobs, no jobs. Yes. And that was also brought up in the paper on June 7th. And this is in Seattle. They have a, a mission, which the Millionaire's Club, rather. And they are one factor that try to get people. In fact, I think at one time they had down in the basement hydro, hydraulic, not hydraulic, you know, hy, hydrophonic. Yes, for hydroponics. Pl- yes, for growing plants, mm-hmm. vegetables and lettuce. And then they would sell that to the different restaurants, which I thought was pretty brilliant. Great idea. Yeah, more, more of us could... Do that, but you know. Th- and then realizing, like with the volcanoes, we have had quite a few volcanoes. I mean, Hawaii has a volcano, and Guatemala, and I think there was one. Well, Bali did, but that was. But there was another one in Indonesia lately. Yeah, I'm
1: not sure. There was. There's been a few going off here and there. So I'm not sure yes. if the Japanese one is very active at this time, so or not. So and but then, yes,
0: and people are losing homes for that. So it's. It, it, one answer here, skipping to this, was Macy's. There was a huge store at Alexandria, Virginia, and Macy's is now a homeless shelter.
1: Wow, that's cool. Yeah. Well, and the symbolism's pretty interesting because children in the Um, Thai children that were in the cave is kind of Pluto and how they got out and on the eclipse it's all about the children and bringing them out to the light and I believe that happened on the same day as the eclipse that they got the last of them out so that was really cool for the symbolism to match up
0: it was and I thought of that incredible uh, shamanic venture that will have dimensions that we will only learn about the experience You would think that, of course, they'll have the gamut of experience. But it does does tie into now because of Pluto, right, opposite the the sun in
1: Cancer. Yes, so that was the symbolism came through on that day. (laughs) Yeah.
0: You can't, you know, that's the beautiful thing about astrology is that when one starts to recognize what the energies are and then realize how, like, the whole reason is is that we as above so below and of course it's the hermetic hermetic philosophy is goes on to say in all the directions you know as above below as below above within out out in and you know it's, it's a totality
1: so i kind of call that the weather it's yes. like what's the weather and so that kind of goes along with the moon of what's the tide um, so is it tied in, is it out, you know, what sign is the moon in? Um, tonight the, the moon is in the sign of Leo, so it's more of a fiery and upbeat mood. Well, that relates beautiful with the
0: sun because the sun's in cancer. They're having a great conversation. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel? Well, I feel pretty, uh, buoyant and joyful for life. And... That would be the moon talking. And the sun would say, Well, yes, but I'm expressing all my emotions.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it's kind of warm here today in Seattle, so you know, we could have gotten some heat from the Leo moon.
0: <laughs> it was a beautiful day, yes. That is it. Well, you know, if for Mars, which all these this is another factor. There are times where perhaps the planets are not quite quite so connected but right now the fountain it is connected and I would guess just thinking about cancer it's very fortuitous because cancer is emotions processing emotions our psyche and we need what need is another word energies from other sources to give us some perspective and give us fuel in order to figure out those emotions
1: yes and the United States is a cancer nation that's ruled by the sign Cancer, yep. so more symbolism there.
0: And we were having a nodal return. Yes. It's just passed by a degree, but it's still in great,
1: uh,
0: it's still greatly connected. Well, engaging soul growth is reflection. And this Mars that is connected to the nodes, That's. it's very rare to have. In Aquarius, a retrograde, and again, for those people there, retrograde is by observation from Earth. It's not actually astronomically going backwards. It's just as it appears. But that's rare. The last time was 1971.
1: Yes, it's been a while.
0: It has. I was trying to reflect back. I did live in 1971. I don't remember anything extraordinarily
1: Well, I think we had a gas crisis around 71 or 72.
0: (laughs) That's right. I remember this cartoon that said a family of four sitting around always impacted me. And the father says to the two kids and the wife, you know, says, well, sorry to say, but due to the energy crisis, we'll have to let one of you go. (laughs) I thought, boy, oh, gee. (laughs) Yeah, energy. And it is all about energy. This time with Aranus. we haven't mentioned Aranus, but Aranus is in the in act also because it's squaring the nodes. That's the language, folks, or the, and that means that it's of uh, what would you say
1: tension, needing Meaning change. It's once um, results. Yes, um, like you know, I I make a plan and. Um, out of left field, here comes something that now I have to readjust the plan, and then I Big think, time. okay, I, I have a new plan, and then yes. a day later or maybe even six hours later, well, here comes another thing out of right field, and I have to re well, like do like a the plan. T-
0: like the Thai situation with the cave. Here are these, you know, the globe, the entire Gaia, the entire earth was focused on this, and the news kept changing. Thinking, oh, we had so much time. Then sudden, no air. Okay, problem. Second, oh, now there's rain. So they finally get a plan. They're coming out. And just when they came out, the cave fills up because they tried to get, I mean, it was sudden, sudden changes. Yes, yes. Just so that's illustrate. kind of like
1: Uranus because you think it's working and they're going to go claim all their equipment. And now the, the cave is filled up with water because of the, the pumping hose or the pump quit or something. I'm not sure exactly the details of that. It was
0: very sophisticated It was a lot of issues. So right now, the total package of what we're experiencing with these many dimensions of powerful times, it's just one sequence because we're having another lunar eclipse coming up in two weeks and then there's going to be another solar eclipse and this is time when the lights get turned out, there's a stop, pause, reboot. And it's really a time to go inside with with this energy that wants to go forward but can't is going back for to to, go, to get to shed our old identity that isn't working to change this self kapacha he brought that up i've been listening to quite a few lately a couple of <laughs> astrologers and i want to give them credit but that's really a process you just don't change your identity in a second
1: no, it takes a while. So, but and Uranus wants that. It wants that. Yeah, it wants it Authentic. now. It Wants it yesterday. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so that is the aer- The uh, and there's a lot of Aries pow- power happening with Mars, Chiron's in Aries, and with Uranus. And I, it's going to catch. What the fact is is that things that are burst now during this period will. Aronis will touch back on later in the year.
1: Yes, that's absolutely right.
0: Okay, we are going to take a small break and you can call in. We can talk about your moon. We would be glad to answer any question that you have. And we have a new phone number, one that will work very well. 425-373-5527. 425 425- See you in a bit. While we take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. Currently, we are in the period of Cancer, By leaving a cycle based on connecting mental communication to the external, the energy of cancer involves emotions which create our personal story through our emotional associations and attachments. As a cardinal water sign that is nurturing, cancer needs to process emotions in one's own internal rhythm of cycles in order to complete an evolution. Hello, this is Kathleen Tulevich physiosynthesis instructor, and you are listening to Talk Cosmos on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM, hosted by Sue Rose Minahan, every Saturday from 6 to 7 PM. Hi. Well, we have an individual that did call in, and we're just going to get their name, and then we'll pull up their chart. So I haven't got that information yet, but I'm very happy. And if anybody else wants to call, I'll give that number once more. It's 425-373-5527. And we'll talk about your moon. We'll talk about your question. And that's 425-373-5527. It's Liz Mouchette and myself, Sue Rose Minahan, on Talk Cosmos. So once... We haven't been. We haven't received that information. So, thank you for holding. Whoever you are, we'll be glad to talk to you in a bit. Do think of your question, because we'd love to get a question besides this, but we'll talk about it. So, with cancer, it is water, and water isn't. We perhaps brought it up before, but two thirds of our body is water, and the same as the
1: earth, right? Same as the earth. That's correct. It's amazing how the correlations correspond and the symbolism goes. um, To me, that's what's so amazing about astrology, all the symbolism and how you can match it up with what's going on in the environment, in the news, in your world, around you. It's really fun.
0: Oh, I also wanted to bring up, speaking of water, it's an earth trine right now too, which is very powerfully grounding and very helpful with all these tremendous dynamic changes so if you have changes there is just a by grounded it means literally that earth you're resting in a foundation and those planets happen to be we're still waiting by the way
1: and we also have had a water trying too and uh, a water grand trine and what a grand trine is, it's like a triangle, so they're all supporting each other and it's, it helps to move things forward and it's a, a part of ease.
0: I don't see the name. It's not there.
1: Oh, okay, and the name is coming up. Okay, no, that's right. Okay,
0: so the planets are for an earth trine. It's going to be Saturn in Ca- its own sign of Capricorn, which is a very powerful energy that we're having for about another two and a half years. And Uranus in Taurus, which is brand new, it was in May, it's two degrees, and it's going to go back to Aries for a while later on, but right now it's very slow, these planets are far out, so they move very slowly. And the third one,
1: Venus in Virgo.
0: Oh, that's right, which won't last as long, but Venus thankfully gives that beautiful energy of love and consideration. And the water trine, which is powerful, is Jupiter, the largest planet, big gaseous planet, in the deepest sign of Scorpio, trining Neptune, which is even further out, which has no boundaries. Both of these have few boundaries, but literally Neptune doesn't have any boundaries, and it's in its own sign of Pisces with the sun. So that's quite philosophical and mystic and intuitive.
1: Well, and that's six of the planets of the ten. It is.
0: <laughs> so we have action. Well, where is this
1: person? Oh. If you want to call back, go ahead and call back. We yeah, lost I'm your call. Yeah, I'm not sure
0: why we weren't able to get your n- name. Usually when people call, I see it immediately and we just input it. Oh, we may have got disconnected. Well, I'll give you the phone number once more and... We realize that life is a flow, and it goes as it needs, and so perhaps you thought something came up and just wasn't able to. But that number again is 425-373-5527. But there are a lot of energies happening right now between water and Earth. Actually, that's all of the globe, isn't it?
1: Yes. And with the eclipse that we just had a couple of days ago, um, we can be going through and evaluating. um, It's a great time to clean out our closet or things that we've been thinking about maybe we don't any longer want. And maybe to make that decision, I want to keep it for a while longer or to sell it or give it to somebody that in your family that likes it. Um, Some of my clients have really been, you know, going through things and cleaning up. It's, a big process, but um, they're pretty happy with how they're going through things, and are kind of surprised of how much stuff that they had.
0: <laughs> I have also been surprised this week how many people I'm in touch with that bring this up. I personally pulled an oracle card, it was part of a, a anyway. I'm doing this weekly event, and we're pulling some cards, and it said to get rid of things, but ideas too. Feelings, ideas and that goes right along with mars thought what synchronicity i loved it to to make clear space to purge to get rid of what's not working
1: well and it's easy to forget what's in the closet or what's on that shelf somewhere that you were going to do a project and you know longer even have that hobby maybe oh yes or you can give it to somebody that would really like to do that you know a club or you know there's quilting clubs or whatever that might be and so
0: well that a neighbor had a whole stack of National Geographic and we were gathering. And I said, well, there are people that do collages. So that's true.
1: But people are feeling kind of good about like going through and deciding and sometimes just seeing their things that they hadn't seen for a while and getting back in touch with them and going, oh, I forgot I had this. And I'm really happy to have found it. And attachments. I think it really digs down to attachments. This is powerful
0: time on different levels. We're talking about perhaps some simple things here. Other people might, you might all th- think about oh, deep emotional concepts or not, well, I don't know if concepts comes into emotions, but deep emotional feelings or beliefs. I know I've been really reviewing a few myself. is mm-hmm. Because if they get in your way and they're upsetting, it's like, okay, what's the basis of that? you know, w- w- why feel, you know, w- how can one change that? Or on a lighter mood, I know I had this wonderful little hippopotamus not a real one, but <laughs> it was a little planter, and I loved it. I had just told myself how much I loved it, but then as I was looking around to get rid of things, I thought, "Hippopotamus, there isn't a plant in you, and somebody will love you, so I gave that away. But it represents, I think that's it, too, These emotions, they, uh, Mars is so close. Last night, I didn't finish that sentence, I apologize, but it's just, they're so deep. There's not always words for emotions. Last night, the sky's clear in Seattle, and it was early in the morning, and I looked out there, and there was only one planet, but it was so bright, it turned out it was Mars. So I just sat there. I thought it was Jupiter, it was so big. But then I have this little program and no, it was Mars because it is in 60, it needs bears repeating in 60,000 years is the second time. It's like, okay, it's the closest to Earth it's ever been in 60,000 years. The last time was 2003.
1: That's, That's incredible. Like, it
0: is. And usually it's about 140 million, if I, if I remember that figure, and it's now 40 million. Give, I mean give or take that's not exact there's but at that distance that's pretty ballpark figure but it's extremely close. I mean it's it's noticing these things not really understanding the depth of it but I think like the Thai kids there is deep profound shifts, shamanic shifts by noticing by really starting on any level that we can, Maybe, as you were saying, get rid of what we can get rid of and see where it pulls in from our childhood or from our relationships with our families. And if it's useful, great, celebrate it. If it's not and it spent its time, even if it was useful, pass it on because it leaves room for new growth.
1: Yes, yes. And even the motions to work through them and let them go if they don't any longer service. You know, sometimes we hold on to things and. We think it's serving us, and now it's time to let it go to let some new things come in. Yes. Or pass our things that we don't need on to somebody that can use it because it can bring joy to them.
0: Recycling, just like energy. I'm a big fan of that. Absolutely. We need
1: And there's lots of places you can take your items. There's Salvation Army, Goodwill, um, just to name a few. So there's lots of places you can, or just... Now we have all kinds of things online that we can put items to sell or to give away. Oh, sure. People come to your porch (laughs) and pick it up or you can meet them at the grocery store when you're going to go grocery shopping and they can pick up the item and... Yeah, that's true. ...then you don't have it.
0: You know, ancestors is part of cancer and moms. We we can't talk enough about mothers. Cancer is everything about the mother. Yes. The moon, we went... Other talks we've had about mythology and in in mythology going way back. Of course, it's fertility that urged so much of the mythology, and so the female has different, you know, between Venus and and the moon. Um, but the mother. In fact, I was listening uh, about progress progressions. Now, pr- for those that are not astrologers because there are cycles and the planets continue to move but there's also in your own chart there's systems of measurement that have depth and are telling and one of them is progression they move a degree the sun moves a degree a year and the moon moves a degree a month and it was brought up in this group that I'm part of called opa Organizational Organization for Professional Astrology. You don't have to be a professionalist, but you have to be interested in th- that aspect, or that's what the group's involved with, and it's, it offers many wonderful features. They have monthly talks of a wonderful variety of qualified astrologers, and there's a question every month. So this question was, If you have a planet that, as it progresses, goes retrograde or goes stationary, because, again, the planets are moving. And what happened in that life? It was a matter of observation. And that's really where astrology is more and more getting down to research in many ways. So I looked at my mother's chart. I am drawing this back to cancer, thank you. <laughs> and it was so interesting because I noticed there were three planets that had changed. The first one was Uranus that actually went retrograde just before I was, when she was first pregnant with me.
1: Interesting.
0: Yeah. So as a mother, I guess you would interpret that that would have been a great shift in her identity. Her, to her authentic identity, right? Yes. Because I have two sisters. She had three children. Th- Are you the oldest? I am. There were four pregnancies. She lost one. But there were three of us sisters. We were fairly close in age and um, grew up together. So that was uh, fascinating. And with her, Arana seems very indicative for I began to think, ah, that's maybe a critical planet but the point was is that it was my this factor brought me to I what I'm trying to say is to look at my mother's chart so here we are in cancer and I'm looking at more information she's 90 years old she's so it was fascinating to look at her life well the second one was Saturn it went direct she's born with it retrograde and it was in when they she and my stepfather my her second husband, who's been like a father in many ways. I mean, a wonderful person, very supportive. And they've been married almost 50 years now. Um, They bought property, which was interesting. is within the second house. And it's 40 acres over near the National Forest and a community of like-minded people. You know, back to that Iranian type of
1: theme. Well, yeah, it was like great change. And whatever was holding her back loosened up.
0: Yes, <laughs> in I know. a big way. It's very interesting about Saturn. That, that c- come uh, December, we'll really have a heyday because Saturn's a fascinating planet. They're all fascinating. I have no favorites. They're equally poignant and uh, powerful. So the third one was Jupiter, and it went retrograde late in life, um, 20 years ago. And that's when she pursued psychic training with Monroe Center back east and became a healer, a remote healer. She can heal allergies.
1: Fantastic.
0: Yeah, so here it was in one person's life, so interesting to see, which happened to be my mother. So again, it was like, gee, the cancer, and here I am probing into my mother's life not real you know being prompted i would love to hear if other of you have some mother stories we have a few minutes we could and if you want to it's 425-373-5527 we always invite you
1: well and it's interesting how we repeat cycles the moon changes sign every two and a half days but um a progressed moon changes sign every two and a half years so you have the two and a half there. The numbers are repeating themselves. So um, when you're two and a half, um, if you're born with an Aries moon, then it changes to Taurus. And then when you're five, it changes to Gemini. So um, our children's moods Ooh. and emotions can change also.
0: That's very significant. This this needs we can finish the whole talk about this. <laughs> I, that is so profound. I say profound because it... It's those backdrops of extra layers of meaningfulness or significance that add to to life because certainly if a person, like for instance, if a person is born with a Pisces moon, which we haven't gotten to as far as the archetypes, but it's a pretty relaxed, uh, n- non-initiating sign at least as a baby because it encompasses uh the natural uh no well but if it's in aries that's going to be and it would be two and a half suddenly they were going to be out there they're going to start trying to figure out how to walk and
1: and perhaps how to act out (laughs) yeah 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 Yeah. or be more loud (laughs) speak up more So it's so very interesting, layer upon layer. And the next eclipse is coming on July 27th in um, Aquarius.
0: Leo Aquarius. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And that'll
1: be a full moon.
0: And that's a total eclipse. It's one minute shy of the fullest eclipse possible. We have such extremes happening.
1: Yes, it'll be a very long eclipse. And... um, a very, very, very powerful one. I
0: think as a country, because we are a Cancerian country, July fourth, right in the middle of of cancer, it's very important to recognize how the nation is experiencing all this. You know, that we're not alone. We have everybody is processing their own sense of the past and making new change for the future and and Dr- getting to their authentic self and getting deep, and shifting their whole identity in a sense that might that embraces spirit. Well, ideally, <laughs> that's my own view.
1: <laughs> well, and as a country, we're a little emotional at times.
0: <laughs> well, we do. Yet we do try to be abstract about it because we have that moon in Aquarius that is detached. I mean, it's great to be. Unattached, but we're often detached,
1: right? But then, with the sun and Cancer, that's where the emotions come up. So,
0: yeah, we have our tribe, and that gets back to family. Who is our family? What is our family? We certainly were born with our family, but if we grow old enough, you know, the parents die, and and if you have kids, that's great, but not everybody has kids.
1: No, because we have choices now,
0: mm-hmm. and we have for a long time.
1: And some people just they adopt so there's you know children that are adopted and parents that adopt and you know so families can be that or people that are very close friends become like family i mean it's yes we have do. different groups so
0: they do and that goes along with the co-housing people trying to make a co-housing situation
1: right cuz the housing is changing it used to be i think when i was a child it's like um As you progressed in life, you tried to buy a bigger and bigger and bigger house. Well, that's not always so true anymore. A lot of times we're like, what do we really need? Yes. You know, how big do I really need? How much do I use it? Um, And that depends, too, what part of the country you live in. Because some parts, if you're outside a lot more, you don't need as much indoor space. But if it's colder and more rain, then you need a little bit more indoor space. It just depends on your lifestyle a little bit, too. But
0: support system, I think, is a big factor. Thinking about family and people, the people that you choose to be close. It's not always an easy, it's not always easy to build a support system. You can have a lot of friends, but yet, who do you really, how can you depend on these people if you're in a time of need?
1: Right, right. And that changes, and it's different for different people. Some people don't want to be real close to their friends, but then other ones do, so
0: or they're demanding. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose, I mean, I don't have demanding friends. I have very wonderful people I think that are generous with with themselves and that's great. But I think anyway, people could be. But these are factors that do come up. They're not easy answers. It's just looking at like those boys in Thailand, I keep seeing that note about it. I wonder if they feel like brothers now. They went through a well. They were in there about unbelievable experience,
1: almost two two and a half weeks. And so I would say that they're closer than they might have been before that, because you spend two and a half weeks with people, and you're kind of helping each other to survive, because it was yeah. a survival situation. It wasn't like they were on vacation yeah. somewhere and see the if we, airplane broke or if something. we
0: could have been in that cave and been thinking astrology we could have been taking notes every two and a half days <laughs> <laughs> seeing how the emotional process because we can't answer these things a lot of times unless we observe it in other words how are people really i mean
1: that i'm being a little bit well and the plans kept changing too well we'll just drill from the top or we'll do this or that and so the plans changed constantly so that could be part of it the mood of the plans changing even though They were brave, totally brave. Mm
0: -hmm. And, uh, well, as far as a comment, just to have it on record, the coach, he gave so much for those children. And then when the medics came in and everybody really, I'm sure, bound together in unbelievable ways. So I was being a bit, I don't know, lighthearted about the whole factor. But really, it would have been fascinating if one had had that observation to, to see if there was sort of a collective shift between a Cancerian mood or then to a Leo, oh, we can do it, to, oh, dear, how do we perfect this in Virgo, and then, oh, we're together, or Libra. So it's, who knows?
1: But they're out now, so that's fantastic, and they've been able to see their parents through the glass, I know, but I don't know if they've been able to touch them, and I'm sure... Their mothers can't wait to hold their, their yes. children.
0: I'm glad you brought up mothers. That's good. It's cancer. And another thing is letting go. Boy, that is really when it comes to emotions and attachments. We've been talking about letting go, but really just that process not of what to let go of, but just letting go is is because if one's made attachments you can make attachments to to pain. Like if they were there in the cave as one example here, that could have perhaps fed into some fear that was supported by something else. And it really takes a lot of um, awareness to see that and and to let go and have faith or trust. Trust comes in. And trust with Pluto is an enormous factor that (laughs) we haven't (laughs) talked about. And the moon wants security. That is really it wants protection with that shell little crab on its back and it wants security it wants to find that home well even
1: a crab will fight and lose its one of its mm. appendages and still live but it'll fight to protect what it has so (laughs) it's kind of interesting even the animal symbolism too so absolutely i don't know how it
0: one wonders about these mysteries or miraculous connections Yes, so letting go, I think really as we're heading towards the end of our show, not quite, but a little bit, that to realize that we're, all of us are, have these attachments that may serve and may not serve. So if with childhood, I know that I was going through a, a training and it was when you was with the color purple for leadership, and it's spiritual. But to relate to your childhood, because it, it brings up also, because if one's a leader, those, those abilities and, and ways that we know how to work with our relationships were formed when we were children. So since we can't always go back to our childhood or drudge up our family members that may not want to hear things, we can look at our work environment and see if situations remind us of a pattern or something that we some way we had to cope with as a child for right or wrong, because it's our it's our emotions eventually. We're the ones that own them, nobody else. And if it does, see if does it serve me and it or is this serving as a lesson? And if needing answers, ask that little child within. Because the child knows. The child's wise. Maybe the child wasn't listened to.
1: Right. That's great. Well, Ooh. thank you for having me, Sue. Well,
0: that's right. Before we leave, I was going to say before we hang up, but we're here at the radio station at 1150 KKNW. I wanted to thank Liz Mouchette once more. Liz is a wonderful I love that word wonderful, but I don't it's wonder and full of full. It's just marvelous. She's an astrologer, a terrorist, numerologist, Reiki master teacher. And Liz has a potpourri of opportunities she provides. She consults one-to-one or in classes, does retreats that you can discuss with her how to prepare tutors and Her website is on Talk Cosmos. You know, you can listen to all our archives also on Talk Cosmos. So if you just Google TalkCosmos.com, we have all our guests, and there's a link going right to 1150 KKNW with all the programs. Next week, we're going to have Laura Tad PhD. She was a Seattleite that moved over... Uh, Not far from Atlanta,
1: I think. She's in Georgia. Oh, Georgia. I kept thinking Georgia. And a little ways out of Atlanta, not too far. Okay, but Georgia. Thank you. Big difference, yes.
0: And she's a psychologist, astrologer, and a consultant, a lecturer. And she writes for Mountain Astrology Magazine. She's written articles for the magazine, which is the premier astrology magazine that if anybody's interested in astrology can get a fantastic wealth of information and very involved on the international astrology community with people so it's been a great pleasure Liz I have loved it and thank you we love all of you too so thank you once again